This is the podcast for Indelible, a documentary in progress for the week of August 8th, 2018. I wanted to talk a little bit about communication technologies, and this is something that builds on my previous podcast, which talked about groups, groups of people, and the importance of groups, diverse groups. The internet, just like TV in the early stages, had such great promise as being great democratizing technologies. But then, as with all communication technologies, they became weighed down with controls and controllers until they became so oppressive the people fled and turned away, losing what was once empowering. It's almost as if there is a life cycle to these technologies, albeit such lifespans seem to be getting shorter and shorter. And with each progressive connector technology, we become less and less in the world and more and more reactive rather than able to have any critical distance in which to assess the information, the news, or events we are being fed. Lately, I've been considering the concept of controlled opposition. Most probably know what this means, but for those that don't, Controlled opposition is the second part of a three-part Hegelian observation regarding controlling a society. First, we have the shocking incident or the piece of news or opinion. It is disseminated via our media. It is broadly disseminated, echoed at first by the biggest voices and then echoed repeatedly by the smaller ones until it is fully saturated or until it fully saturates our awareness. In the second part, we have the controlled opposition. This is usually created or planned at or before the time the original story is created or shared. It is usually a story which criticizes or opposes the initial story. It seems as if the party presenting this opposition is on the opposite side to those in the initial story. But in fact, they are two parts of the same whole. The first story is usually shocking and creates a visceral response, making people feel sick or frightened or angry. The second response, the controlled opposition, makes people feel like they have been lied to or gaslighted. It intentionally lets them glimpse into the lie within the first story. It does not tell them all the details. It mixes truth with a few diversionary falsehoods. And this brings us to the third part 
of this Hegelian strategy, the synthesis or desired outcome. After being presented with one story and made to react in a visceral way, and then being first cajoled into aligning ourselves with those who oppose such horrific actions, we get a double whammy as we are shown that this opposition is false. So now we have to question whether anything is true. And we become dazed and confused. We trust no one and no media. The solution? Stop interacting with the communication channel altogether. While this may seem good at face value, you also have to consider that you have just been removed from using a vital way of communicating with others. What has happened is the information stream has become weaponized and the people have been harmed. But rather than allow you to see this, the same actors who created this weapon create more stories, punting away any information that might allow you to get your footing. So what can counter such a strategy? Develop your innate skill of emotional intelligence. We all have this skill. You use this skill when you walk into a room full of people and someone approaches you and you look into their eyes and watch their body language and get a sense something is wrong here. You can do the same with any human being telling you a story. You can't do it with text. Reading a short blurb or a 1,500-page article won't be useful. You have to interact with people, with their voice, or in person, or in video. And you have to listen with your senses. How does this voice or face or a person's eyes make me feel? If the answer is uncomfortable, and I don't know why, then you have to let that feeling sit with you for a while and keep asking yourself questions. Why am I uncomfortable? And eventually, you'll get the answer. You can also learn to listen to your heart. Focus on how it feels. Is it warm? Is it free from anxiety? Or is it racing? And does it feel cold and impenetrable? Am I unable to connect to it with my attention? If this is true, something is wrong. And you need to regroup. You need to be around those who make you feel safe. And if you are not near anyone, then you need to close your eyes and remember a place or moment when you did feel safe and like all was well in the world. Only by developing your emotional intelligence will you be able to understand what is important to pay attention to when connecting to media or any mediated or electronic communication. And having such skills, you will not be hijacked down roads designed to control your behavior. As 90% of most stories you encounter are likely not important or even true, but are designed to direct your attention or distract you. We do not need to subject ourselves to stories that distract us, 
but we do need to learn new things that we may not agree with. And we do need to connect as human beings, as the only way to do this is to connect in real life and to develop cultural practices within our circles that the group supports. Such groups will have different cultures by nature, and we are a diverse population. That does not mean we have to go to war with each other. It means we need to accept our differences. Diverse pools in any life or biological structure are more healthy than a monoculture. Monocultures tend to be weaker and die from viruses or other intruders. At the same time, communication technologies are valuable and powerful tools, but they have been hijacked, as always happens. So we need to use our emotional intelligence to be able to perceive what is really going on in the world around us. And we need to stop reacting by mimicking propaganda techniques. We don't need to rely on voices that are condoned. That's dangerous. We can listen to each other. And if someone rises up from within our small groups to become a larger voice, then we can share these voices. But if the condoned voice just drops in out of the blue, there is less of a chance that we should trust them as valid. We should reach out to them, interact with them, and listen to our emotional intelligence, then discern, is this a valid, authentic voice, or is it just an actor?